Welcome to the Save Room. It's your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. My name is Kevin. And my name's Daniel. And this is episode 42. Blue 42, Kevin. What, what is that? What are you doing? It's a football thing. Please don't ask me much it's a about it. football The thing. only thing I know is American football, the uh, post-rock emo band. Right. I don't know actual football. So. Right. Yeah. You remember how there's a generic poster in Resident Evil 7 in, um, I think, what's-his-face's room? Lucas's room yep. that says American football. And I think they literally mean just American football. But we took it to mean that we, band. We took it to mean exactly that well, band, and it should be. They never meant. And I would respect... <sighs> Is that a lyric? It, it's a song. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was their seminal have, song. I would. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's a song everyone knows from the popular emo rock band American Football. Everyone knows that one. It's true. Everyone in the world knows that one, Daniel. So, my dude, how are you doing yeah. today? Uh, well, we are doing um, we're doing a little special night recording, huh? yeah it's our second night recording yeah so that's why we're a little lower a little more subdued yeah so we're trying to be um kind of cognizant Mm -hmm. and aware of our decibels for our uh upstairs neighbors situational awareness it's everything yeah they don't give a fuck though because they're just stomping around it looks like it sounds like they're stomping roaches for a little while there (laughs) (laughs) you know actually since we've moved out here i've noticed a severe lack of roaches and i'm okay with it i've been great about that that is so fantastic. Although we have the spiders. S- yeah, the spider mill is spiked up. The, the spider room. mill yeah. is out of control. Yeah, one of them got into uh, my my room when I was streaming. Like, mm-hmm. I, I kind of like, you know, I was in the middle of playing some, I don't know, some rad FIFA okay. on stream for the for the Twitch kids. You look, you're looking at me like I'm lying. You could have just said Resident Evil. I you didn't have to say rad FIFA. I was playing. So is that, at that point, did you take out your pocket knife and do the old Chris slash? No, I wish it was cooler. Like, I had to think about what was, like, the thing. I was like, okay, so he's chilling on the wall. Mm-hmm. He's not getting closer to me. Oh, he's getting closer to me. Then I was like, all right, I got to do something. Spiders don't. you put don't. a shoe on? I put shoes on. <laughs> I grabbed, I went out, and I grabbed some shoes, and I went back, and I said to myself, I'm going to kick you right off the wall. But by that point, he already got into the carpet. And now, if you ever try to stomp something to death on a carpet, they tend to have to be, like, kind of big for you to do some damage. When they're smaller, it's like... It's like, honey, I shrunk the kids and the blades of grass are surviving. They're going to survive that shit. Rick Moranis is keeping it alive. (laughs) Exactly. So I I got a running start and I stopped. (laughs) You don't have much room in your room to run. Yeah, I went out from the the hall and I got a running start, stopped his ass, and he survived. And then he crawled behind my bed somewhere where I think he died. Didn't see him again. Wasn't Clementine freaking out with that? Because, like, she kept finding it, like, putting her little paws in the corner of the bed. I tried to stream afterwards because I was like, all right, I'm not going to let that fuck me up. But I, like, legit had the thought in my head, do I turn this off? Do I turn this broadcast off? Like, I'm I'm, I'm pretty anxious right now. And Mm -hmm. I I think that the audience can see it. Let me keep on trying to play as Leon going through Spain, <laughs> but... It's going to become one of those Twitch streams that gets, like, a one-minute clip where it's, like, Nerdo Streamo gets freaked out by an eight-legged freak, and it's, like, the spider just comes down in front of your camera, and you fucking just throw your table everywhere. <laughs> just throw the... Fi- <laughs> you see a 55-inch TV go down <laughs> in flames. <laughs> For a two-inch spider. <laughs> It looks like a shot from Cloverfield, where we get real up close. My face is bloodied. <laughs> Just completely bloody. No TJ Miller, though. Not in this one. No, none. No. Mm. Oh, it's not. Mm, we can't. Mm, Still TJ, too soon? Mm, TJ, too soon. TJ. Mm. Mm. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, have you been playing video games? It was your day off today. What did you do today? It was my day off. So if I'm a little subdued, save roommates, it's because I'm in the throes of being sick. I'm still getting over that. Mm. Um, but I still managed to wake up early today. I did long. Laundry. what's early 
Uh, for me, well, I get, I'm on that Washington schedule. I wake up around like eight thirty nine. We've so lived usually in Washington for like when a, I hear you leave is when I wake up. I know. The people might not know. Just checking. So I woke up early. I did my errands, cleaned up a little bit, um, went to Evergreen. That was kind of a little thing I needed to do, and then I basically settled in for an eleven thirty stream for, of Hollow Knight. Oh morning. shit! Yeah. I love those morning streams. You get some great engagement. People come in here and don't try to say racist things in your chat. It's yeah, great. they're too tired. They're t- well, yeah. or maybe the racism is just waking up. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so what have you you streamed today, uh, Hollow Knight? Yeah, it did 11 to about like three um it was about like three and a half hour long stream okay uh, i ended up beating it yeah which is pretty cool all of hollow knight well <laughs> so the game hollow knight <laughs> i pounded it no no wow. no it was um just just the main final boss at the end i had only 71 percent of the game completed okay so there's still another 36 percent at that point that i need for the 112 percent completion which is where you get the true ending I've heard about this. Yeah. I heard uh, in the DLCs play into the ending as well. A little bit, yeah. In some form or fashion. I love that you can't tell when the DLC begins and when the main game ends. It is like very, the, like, artfully woven into yeah. the main game in really cool ways. Because most games, like, it feels sectioned off or partitioned right. where it's like, this feels not natural. No, it makes it feel like a way bigger game mm-hmm. as a result. I am enjoying the shit out of the game. I had to put it down for a little while. Yeah. But what I what I, I made a comment the other, the other day and you're like, yeah, that's probably true. I haven't seen you get this hard into a game of this type mm-hmm. since sundered that's true i love sundered yeah um I you play- platinum i did platinum sundered i don't know that many people cared to do it just because it probably no. frustrated them <laughs> no. just because like the the procedural generation of enemies was making games crashes until i think like the final sundered patch that they did like i think this year but no, I haven't gotten down on a Metroidvania like this in about a year or so. And like we, we talked about in the last episode, it's just there's so much drawing me into it. And the more I like get into it, the more mystery and magic in, in of the world unravels um i like okay wow. I, I got into like i got into one of the the ending areas i am uh, sure that the developers would want that as a box yeah yeah the more i got into it just the uh the mystery and wonder and i felt like a child again <laughs> basically <laughs> like wow but i got into one of the final areas and i um basically just meandered into this coliseum okay uh it's one of the unique areas that i'll talk about it's called the coliseum of fools and it's basically set up into three separate trials where it's just endless waves of enemies and you fight and you fight and you fight until the game deems it it's over <laughs> wow yeah. okay so i i did about two of those and i have the third one I oh you know what I, wa- I watched you do that I, yeah. I came in on that and there's like spikes would come out of the floor and so you had to like bounce on top of enemies and yeah. not fall through yeah it looked like some bullshit it was tough yeah, there's a court of bugs um, all cheering and parading around bugs. a dead bug oh king um, for their entertainment. Um, yo, yo, that background al- alone, I'm just like, I, the amount of detail that's gone into this game, I'm still taken aback mm-hmm. by that game. I, I am definitely going to complete that game oh, before the end of the year. I got a little stuck on Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but not stuck. I'm enjoying myself. Well, yeah, that's, you picked that's, it up that's on... a different thing than stuck. You picked it up on Saturday, right? Yeah, I picked it up on Saturday. Um, didn't we record? What did we do? We went to go see Venom. We did. Oh, God. Well, yeah, we went to go see Venom. Um, if you guys aren't aware, our Venom cast is up right now. Oh, Quick my save God. one. Is it really up? Like, up, up? <laughs> It's up and Adam. Oh, my God. I am so excited. Well, I'm not, I was really drunk for that one. <laughs> um, no, I picked up Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Sidebar. Mm. Are you, you want to talk more Hollow Knight? Or are you... <laughs> What do you got for me? Um, I don't want to jump. In. I felt like it was a natural way to jump into. I mean, no, it's a natural way. Honestly, I, but... Here, I could say this here. There are some 
things that I didn't realize that were going to happen until I kind of went back to certain areas because there's a lot of backtracking that happens in the game. So you go back to previous boss fights that you, you've you done, and you have this thing called a dream now, and it basically allows you to walk in between planes. So you get second types of boss fights with enemies you've already fought that are really interesting. What do you mean second types? So like um, uh, the false knight, the yeah. very first boss, you kill him, and you come back to his corpse later. It's just lying on the ground. If you strike it with your dream now, it transports you into this like dream plane, huh? and you get a second harder fight with this enemy oh i see what you're yeah. saying That's you get a bunch of those cool. yeah it's, it's I, really rad i haven't done that yet i think i got some sort of weird wavy other world sword you, you did yeah i think you did because you did the fight with um grub or gerb what's his name fucking gort gorb gorb the mighty gorb gorb yeah, yeah. yeah and he's like ascend 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 i'm like fucking die yeah so you get a lot of interesting fights like that that you don't think you're initially gonna get um which is neat i i don't know i like metroidvanias uh for the fact that there is tons of backtracking and things to find in terms of collectibles but if you're gonna give me more boss fights too like that's a good way to keep me engaged and keep me mm. challenged. Um, and yeah, like I said, I got through the final boss and um, I'm interested to see how the true ending plays out because you basically, you swap roles with the the Hollow Knight. It's really interesting. What do you mean? The Hollow Knight? I don't know if you want me to explain it to you. Why? I thought you are the Hollow Knight. You are the Hollow Knight. The cover of the game shows shows the Hollow the Hollow well, Knight, right? I imagine if you will, a long ancestral line of Hollow Knights this doing is too this much. sort of work. Okay. This is too much for me right now. Yeah. Okay. So far in my gameplay, mm -hmm. it is about me dropping these fucking insect fools that all have some weird, quirky shit to say. All of them. And collecting um, those little talisman tokens. Oh, the charms? The charms, yeah. changing up my shit. One of them broke. I didn't know they could do that. Really? Yeah, one of them broke. I didn't know that was a thing. That's the, I have one in my inventory. Broke as shit. So I want to know, as you're unlocking more charms and abilities how how does this game play to you as it moves along does it, it get better? okay so when i first started you know you don't have double jump you don't have uh you don't have the ability to scale walls Mega Man x yeah. style like you don't it, have the dash you don't have the slide yeah you don't have any of that and you're just kind of like getting through and it's like okay this is a very methodical sort of way and then it fucking skyrockets mm -hmm. like the game opens up completely when you get these abilities and it's one of those games especially when it comes to the charms where they balance those in such a way where you immediately feel their effect and their use but they're not super overpowered uh whereas like a game where like i don't know far cry you'll unlock abilities and i'm like i don't i didn't need this actually mm. i've been playing just fine without it we talked about that with spider-man how there's like yeah. all these separate tree there's three trees and you get all these different combos and we still felt like we didn't use them in the end game we i didn't like use everything the that shit. they gave you yeah they had stupid shit like oh web up a car door and then make a parachute mm -hmm. out of it and throw it at a bad guy and he'll go straight to prison <laughs> <laughs> like i didn't like i don't want to use that because yeah. you're making me do all sorts of fucking shoulder combinations uh in this game it makes me want to use the different talismans to figure out because like one of them extends the range of your sword your mm -hmm. needle uh there's another that um when you're when you get the one that you you use a bunch where if you get hit you generate soul and you can use soul to heal yourself yeah. again so typically when you strike enemies you'll gain soul which you yeah. can use to heal and with this charm it's a grub charm um you get it for i think saving x amount of the grubs that you find in the game huh. um you get that and yeah whenever you take damage you then are able to regenerate health, which actually makes some of the segments easier, like some of the boss fights or the the trials in the Coliseum. Like, I don't think I could do those without that ability. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting, too, because, like, this game is very... It's not, like, one way. There's no linearity about it. Like, yeah, you definitely have areas that you can't access if you don't have certain, like, Metroidvania-type abilities to allow you to get there. But players approach it differently. 
you're getting different charms than I'm getting. Yep. You're seeing different areas than I'm seeing mm-hmm. um, at certain points, and it's it's really unique the way different people are approaching the gameplay styles. And what Isn't seeing. that what a true Metroidvania <clears throat> should be? There's a there's a lot of agency to those games, a lot of choice where it's like, all right, I'm gonna go after this boss because mm-hmm. I that's what I feel. Yeah. Or I'm just gonna kind of go where the level takes me. So that, that that's that's why I don't like you know so-called Metroidvanias that have some of the conventions, but mm-hmm. you're still kind of stuck on on a very like a path to green essentially. Yeah. It's like it's always gonna be this that's why i like hollow knight like i was just doing shit and going Mm -hmm. like i'll come back here and i love the way that you can pinpoint on your map like uh this is a place of interest like come back to Mm -hmm. it eventually don't know why but yeah whether it's a a chasm you couldn't get over Mm -hmm. a gap you couldn't do things with it yeah it i don't know it makes it so like the exploration feel a lot more rewarding because it's like well i feel like i'm actually in control of this Mm -hmm. it does feel like a very exploratory game and you don't really get that sense from most metroidvanias yeah that's that's what's interesting about it um, I've been getting kind of caught in a, in another game. Yeah. Tell me about uh, your exploratory time with, an uh, Odyssey, if you will, with, uh, Cassandra, because it's called, uh, yeah. So I picked Cassandra, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Odyssey, yeah. uh, picked Cassandra. She is a fucking bamf. Mm-hmm. She is amazing. Um, just her story is pretty cool. I don't know how different it is playing as Alexius, Alexius, Alexa, whoever the dude is. Mm-hmm. I don't. Care. Well, I remember when they were showing side by sides at E3. I think there were just different dialogue, yeah, routes, um, and characters would react to you differently. I can imagine, so. but yeah, because I, I did have moments where, like, specifically, she says something like, "Well, looks like, uh, oh, somebody says like, yeah, we need the right man for the job," and she goes, "Or the right woman," mm-hmm. and they, they just kind of look like, "Ugh, yeah, <laughs> yeah." So I, I, I don't know. I'm sure they have the same plot line, but I'm really enjoying the game. I know there's been a lot of talk. Uh, been circling around about this being the best Assassin's Creed. I don't know about that yet. I, I think I'm only about maybe 10, 11 hours into the game, and I've been mostly dicking around. Now, that's not to say that I find the story disinteresting. In mm. fact, the story is really engaging. It's just... I've gotten that that free form feel that open world games should give you, where it's like, what's that in the horizon? Yeah. Or what is this mission? Who the fuck is this guy to talk to? You know, what's this question mark on the map? that sense of exploration is back. It doesn't feel like I'm doing a chore. It mm-hmm. really does feel like, oh no, I want to go figure what this out, what this is. And then it always turns into where, hey, I get XP for it. I get, I literally get fucking equipment every two seconds in that game. Where it's like, oh, these are different sandals. These are stronger sandals. So you said it opened up in a similar way that The Witcher 3 opens up? In um, terms of like the open world and quest lines? It does actually, because it starts you off in kind of a smaller, I forget the name, Cathalos, Cathelios. I'll never remember any of these these no. Grecian names. <laughs> As um, we tested you last week, you don't know much about no. Greco-Roman anythings. No, not <laughs> only only the Iliad. I read that one. <laughs> Homer would be proud. Was Beowulf in the same? Is that a different? That's more of it's a, a different pantheon. That, that's a different panth, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right let me put on this uh pair of pants then so uh <laughs> no th- this game um i would say because it starts you off in this kind of contained area a little bit it's still open world and still kind of big and then like when you finally get through that it did the same thing as origins where i've been playing for fucking like two hours already mm-hmm. and then suddenly you get to a, cer- a certain story point and then oh here's the fucking title card of the game and you're just like what <laughs> 
That was one of the coolest parts of Origins where I, I think I was like 45 minutes in yeah. and then the main title finally pops. Yeah, and like they do it at like such a big moment where you're finally like leaving this uh, home island of yours to go, get to the greater, greater uh, environments that you're going to be in. And yeah, it feels like The Witcher a little bit. Not just in that way. It's just there's something very witchery about it. Mm-hmm. The side quests are not dumb. They're filled with characterization and and talking the characters kudos to ubisoft for getting that down right over time because i feel like they had some really dumb side quests here they're not just within the assassin's creed games but like far cry is a prime example sometimes like those those side quests are pretty wishy-washy so with origins in this one moving on like i'm i'm really applauding them for getting these sort of dense meaningful side quests i won't say they're all meaningful Mm. of course a lot of them are just like protect me and it's like okay i will do that (laughs) you gotta have one protect me for every like really good one well even then it's like there are a lot of side quests that are kind of yeah what you come to expect from an open world game it's just the way it plays them with story and the way that you meet new characters that just give you a bit of the world that you didn't know before it's just it's all interesting it's written so well the Mm -hmm. dialogue is fucking great you know, and, and some of the, you don't get like super in-depth choices, but this one does feature dialogue choices. And the first one in the series to do that, right? Uh, that's correct. Yep. And you can fuck up situations really badly. And like, it doesn't really give you an immediate, you know, that Bioware, oh, this is a good choice. Yeah. This is the Paragon choice. This is a Renegade choice. No, actually, you, you'll sometimes get like a little icon that tells you like you're about to get into a fight and you're like, okay, this means I'm going to kick their asses. But, that's interesting. But other times it's just kind of like, you can be like, uh, no, actually I believe in this or maybe we should should do it this way and suddenly the character would like blow up on your ass and just be like well fuck you then and you're like uh, so it doesn't have oh. the overall narrative effect of like a choice driven game like telltale or until dawn would it just more in the moment and it's very in the moment and how you, you how you handle those certain things and okay you, you could fuck cool. yourself out of like rewards from what i understand ah. yeah if you like like okay remember we were watching gameplay footage of cassandra mackin on that one chick mm-hmm. yeah um i pissed her off like immediately like immediately and it wasn't even a choice that like looked like i was being abrasive at all it was just kind of like her sharing her personal philosophy and the character was just like well what the fuck do you know and like left on a boat (laughs) and i was like oh wow well i've seen how you often respond to people and their personal philosophies so i can imagine why she got on a boat and left i you know i just tell her you need to build yourself up and do things for you for once ain't about legacy and she got all pissed off at me fucking whatever i watched you play like the first 20 minutes of it and it looks fucking awesome like it opens with this epic like 300 s type spartan fight yeah um that doesn't even have you in the the the, the helm of the main characters no no yeah um you uh in that one it actually had you play as leonidas from the famous you know yeah. 300 story but i think xerxes is in there too it's wild. they mention him by name okay yeah, yeah yeah uh i haven't seen him yet maybe he's in the game i don't fucking know but that you actually encounter the Spartans, and uh, you're uh, the character you play as Cassandra, or whatever the fuck the other guy's name is. Mm-hmm. Your father was a Spartan, and you get some really cool backstory about that, and really why you're kind of this um, uh, Mystios, which is a mercenary. Okay. Uh, everyone calls you Mystios. <laughs> like, I'm Mystios. just like, why, why are you doing this to me? Yeah. And then I figured out, oh, okay. They drop a lot of vernacular at you. It's just like, here you go. It's part of the world, and you just gotta like figure it out or google it and i mean like, oh okay that's, that's always been like the really cool part of like those yeah. assassin's creed titles where their history context team like mm-hmm. whoever builds the lore and make sure it's all accurate or you know as close to historically accurate as as it can be it really enriches the experience what was the quote from uh the total war devs they say that they don't do uh historical accuracy they do historical authenticity <laughs> assassin's creed's always been that where it's like 
this feels authentic to yeah. it, but it is definitely nowhere near accurate yeah, yeah. in any form or fashion. I think it's just the context of the world yeah. they try and get right with that. Yeah, I think this one really gets that and understands. It also pulls from kind of like the genre films and, and you know, the, the stories that we like read in school and whatnot, like the Iliad and Homer's uh, writings. Interesting. It, it pulls from that and, and just makes it its own as well. And like, I think because it's cognizant of yeah. like, we just can't just be this rote historical game. It needs to, to still be interesting entertaining to a degree do i get any like ben-hur uh chariot races i wonder there's a lot of good horse action though a lot of good horse a lot of good horse action that horse does not fuck around he is not he is not a pushover okay my dude is jumping over things climbing the side of fucking rock faces and i'm like what are you doing but i bet you the horse testicle physics though aren't quite they are lacking okay they are absolutely lacking ubisoft stepped up for sure stepped up you know how ubisoft step step the fuck up though Mm. uh you can scale basically anything uh, which is origin sort of played it. Mm-hmm. This one like really, really fucking goes for the whole. Do you see a mountain? Fucking climb it, kind of deal. And kind of like the philosophy that was like bred in uh, Breath of the Wild. Here's where I'm about to go. Okay, but there's no stamina wheel to fucking worry about. <laughs> you you hear that Breath of the Wild? And my enjoyment isn't stymied at all. When I look at something, I go like, how do I get to the top of that? Oh, I just fucking climb I it. I could just do it. I could just do it. That's rad. Because the game doesn't want you to worry about that. It wants you to be like, hey. Go, do, have fun. And the naval combat. The naval combat is absolutely as good as I remember from Black Flag. It is, and you can you can shore up your your both your crew and your fucking um, actual ship. You can like it quicker. Like so, you got to draw and throw spears, mm-hmm. and there's kind of like a little uh, charge time to that. You can quicken that time, which is great. Very cool. Uh, yeah, just make your ship stronger. And then um, one other thing that I was really into is that I I don't remember. I think one of the older games did this, but you can recruit people. Mm-hmm. You can recruit anybody who's an enemy all you have to do is instead of um killing the shit out of them with the assassinate button and triangle you hit the left stick and you'll knock them out and then you can go back to their fucking like knocked out body on the floor and then be like you're on my team and they just they, they have they no choice it. they just go okay yeah, yeah, yeah. so you can do that to like commanders and shit and like it keeps on increasing like some sort of rank something's happening where okay. i can i can assign like commanders as i fucking knock them out to be on my deck and they actually give you perks and shit where it's like oh yeah uh, plus ten percent this because this guy's been uh, you know been through it. That's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. That's similar to the parachute system in Metal Gear Actually, Solid. Actually, yes, yeah. it's exactly like that. Where it's like you are going to outer heaven. <laughs> it's great. So, I want to know though if at any point you get sort of like loyalty missions to help like build your crew's morale or anything like that. If you get to maybe do like an individual like crew member side quest or something. I don't like think that. it's like that, but okay. I do know there's like certain like character characters versus just like oh this is some dude I knocked out and he's okay. on my ship. Like uh, Barnabas is your. Uh, basically your ship captain even though you're the commander now Mm -hmm. you save the dude's life once and he's just like yeah fuck it we're gonna go all over (laughs) yeah i got nothing better to do (laughs) that's legitimately the conversation really where you're just kind of like hey i got a favor to ask you can i use your ship for a while and he's like you could use my ship forever (laughs) that's how it worked back then yeah i guess we're either dying or just dying to get out yeah apparently but i i'm itching to get right back into that game it was it's been a lot of fun Mm -hmm. so far and i'm not even at the mark that most people say that it really opens up that 15 hour mark where it just like becomes another game yeah i hear there's at least like 60 plus hours to like really bite into with it yeah yeah i'm I'm gonna get through it where you stand now at your eight approximate hours um how do you feel it fares against the rest of the titles 
Uh, that well, I it it pulls me more than Origins does, and Origins is definitely the foundation that it's taking from. Mm-hmm. You know, like even the menu system's the same. The way that you upgrade different parts of your character and shit with different like equipment, like oh, I want a different sword. Yeah, let me get a spear. Like it's all all of that's carried over from Origins, and I would say, oh, I it, it's reminding me of that open world fun that black flag gave me mm. you know where other games are just kind of like hey you're big for nothing you piece of shit <laughs> like black flag was like oh you actually have cool things going on here and i can pick up shanties and make my crews the shanties are yeah back. you were telling me about the that. shanties are <laughs> back sh- sea shanties i don't know if you can get more shanties but your crew definitely sings sea shanties fuck yeah dude that's really rad it's really fun i'm rad. sold i'm sold on it it's good shit right there but um as far as my i don't know i'm not far enough into it but i'm okay. really 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 fucking digging it i think syndicate had a lot of personality and this game showing me that personality that i felt origins was lacking um okay. but yeah I, I i don't know i'll get more into it and i'll tell you very cool when you know you let me and the roommates know and we'll go from there but oh, i'll call the president real brief yep we've also been playing resident evil 5 together i held through <laughs> oh, yeah and true to your your call to arms to to get my albert and and shoot the dead with you and uh, we've been having a blast with it. That we have. <laughs> that we have. So we are one session away from just nipping the bud on that one. So probably when this episode goes up, we'll already be like, what, done? Done with the uh, yeah, our playthrough? Yeah, we're doing our last playthrough on Friday. I imagine yeah. this will go up on, like, Friday. Like Friday? Okay. Because I'm off on Friday. So. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. By the way, housekeeping, <laughs> you can find my endeavors on Twitch at twitch.tv slash herb, and you can find Mr. Daniel at twitch.tv slash dungeons and daniels so he's been jumping into my stream mm-hmm. helping me do this i've been playing as sheva he's been playing as mr roid rage no um, his name is chris five guns redfield and why is that daniel because i always have to carry at least five because he always has to fucking carry at least five guns in an inventory where you get what is it eight slots yeah okay <laughs> gotcha 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 nine i, do, I like the comfort of knowing i'm gonna have them or maybe use them at some point you, well, the, the the thinking is that you might be able to pick up other items <laughs> at some point well, if you didn't have, have five walking fucking guns. Yeah, I don't I don't like this. Okay, Sheva Sheva's not a pack mule. She has agency. She's a character unto herself. Okay, okay. I wonder. I want them to bring her back. Actually, I'm surprised they didn't bring her back in six to some capacity. In si- uh, yeah, I don't know what that was about. But six had too much going on. Okay. Way too much. Too many characters, too many things going on, too many dick monsters. This game has the right amount of dick monsters. I'll be honest, there's a lot of shit going on in this game that I am not understanding. Okay. uh, Or... Walk me through it. I'm not understanding how Chris didn't see it from the onset. Like, yeah, this is clearly Umbrella with the Ouroboros virus. Oh, yeah, they acted like that was a fucking reveal at one point where they found, like, an Umbrella logo on a trash can. And they're like, I knew it! (laughs) Like, yeah, duh. My dude, it's been fucking, like, ten in-game years. Of course you knew it. Yeah, like, what do you you think was always behind it? Okay. All right, man. (laughs) But, yeah, we've been going kind of buck wild on our playthrough because our chat's just been bloodthirsty. So we, um... Well, first and foremost, for, so you get this first instance where these villagers chase you and you're supposed to run away. Uh-huh. We fought them all. We fought them all. We fought them all. There's this one, another instance where you end up uh, encountering liquors, mm-hmm. really weird, muscular versions of liquors. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, a facility. they all went through the same training Chris did, apparently, <laughs> in between games. Um, and you could, you could sneak by them in one part. And we were going to do that. We were going to do that. And then the chat was just like, oh, fucking guns a-blazing. <laughs> it was like, okay, well, I guess we're going guns a-blazing. 
we handled it. We funneled them pretty good. Like I was on one end, you were on the other, and we just killed them where they stood. There's that one point in the caves where you have to use a lantern to light your way through. We didn't do that because no. they told us, oh yeah, do a blind run. <laughs> so we're literally walking through this dark tunnel without any light, just guessing where we needed to go. I just think we're going the hard way with everything in this playthrough for mm. some reason well you told me you didn't want to take it seriously i didn't want you to take want it to seriously have it that's why around i just didn't expect us to go through an entire cave system with no lights <laughs> well i didn't expect us to play approximately 10 games of chicken and eat every egg we found oh i mean those eggs are delicious They're pretty good and powerful <laughs> i didn't expect you to pick up every gun you didn't need to pick up you know we have a shared inventory in the bottom sure, with yeah. all the guns that are very, you know whatever. this has been a learning experience for both of us you yeah. know much more about me now right right but it's gonna be a finale time man it's gonna be finale it's gonna be pretty sad because we're well, gonna be throwing missiles at wesker and and punching boulders punching boulders chris and, the boulder man redfield and that's it it's sick i know it's super we, sick we just did the bullet for my jill valentine segment Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we saved uh, we saved Jill from herself in her weird, weird heart accessory. We couldn't save her from the weird character model that Masachika thought that she needed. Yeah, we I can't mean, save her from that. like what? Well, what about the the, the fucking cat suit? <laughs> <laughs> really, just scream survival horror at anybody behind this, like just anybody. All right, all right. There's a lot of. Tri- what about that one guy who looks like a fucking foot and talks like this? What's his name? uh irving irving fucking oh, irving he looks like a fucking thumb he looks like the thumbs from thumb wars like he does with the upside down faces on the chains he does just an abomination i'm uh, glad we killed him uh me too yeah. me too not before he became a gigantic so. fucking kraken <laughs> with his own naked body as a tongue yeah that's what re5 did <laughs> i gotta say i've i've been really feeling the the replay it's been a lot of fun i'm popping trophies left and right popping trophies man so it's been a good time yeah yeah you're gonna you're gonna pop that plat in re5 uh, go back through uh i don't know that twice I more three more times what are you talking about man you got to do on veteran then you got to do on pro and then you got to get all the weapons and you get all the treasure and then you got to get all the the, the bssa tokens the bizarre tokens the bizarre the bizarre no i need superman to help me out with that one yeah superman he was super clutch on shout that. out to you man so super, yeah super clutch on you that can catch shit. those those videos over at uh, kevin's twitch Reddit. yeah that's where I put them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you wanna you wanna get out of this uh, impressions talk and let's get out of this impressions talk, let's man. Let's talk I, the news. I think we left an impression, Daniel. Ooh. All right, we got some quick hits, my man. I would call this. Let's quick talk about hit the quick country. Hits, the quick hits. Quick hits. <laughs> quick hits. All right, I got a few of them for you. Uh, this first one here is Sony CEO Kenichiro Yoshida told the fuck. Did I fuck that one no, up? You good, man. Oh, good shit. Let me restart. <laughs> Sony CEO Kenichiro Yoshida told the Financial Times, quote, At this point, what I can say is it's necessary to have a next generation hardware. And you know what that means, kids. End quote, by the way. You know what that means, kids. Headline saying PS5 confirmed. Sony officially announced PS5. PS5. What's the PS5 going to look like? What's PS5 going to do? What's it taste like? <laughs> Jesus. The internet has been on fire all day over this. Yeah, dog. Fucking pump your brakes. Like, we a knew it bit. was coming regardless. This is a nothing statement. We, of course, knew there was going to be. Yeah. Was there a doubt about like this being one of the most successful hardware generations? Not just for, for Sony. Well, yeah, this is their most successful console since the PS2. Since the PS2. Right? Yeah. Since the PS2. Everyone's enjoying enjoying the, the fucking consoleness. And you think, like, oh, I wonder if consoles are going to come back. Yes. 
Yes, they are. Wherever there's money to be made in new tech, yeah, there's going to be a new iteration. So now, but the thing, the thing for me is like I've been hearing that oh, we might get some sort of uh, like the official reveal in 2019, mm-hmm. and some people speculating. And this is going off the edge for me that oh, they're going to announce at E3 and launch next fall, and I'm like, I don't want that. As much as I'm definitely now, don't get me wrong, I want a PS5. Yeah. But I don't feel like... Okay. You're not ready to let go. Especially in a year where we got fucking God of War. We got uh, Spider-Man last year. We had Horizon Zero Dawn. We have we really just hitting a goddamn stride with it. And you're telling me like, all right, PS4, we're closing up shop on this bad boy. We're going to go to PS5. No. And don't, don't make us... Like we talked about it before. Don't make me do the transitional bullshit mm-hmm. where it's like, am I going to get the PS4 version or the PS5? This one lets you use custom tracks. I don't know. <laughs> right. That was more of a PS3 issue. But anyways. <laughs> but yeah, wh- where are you at? When do you want to see a PS5? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they started announcing more in terms of specs or what it looks like. Give me that big old PS5 uh, visual reveal. Maybe like 2019, but I don't think we're going to see it until like 2020 or 2021. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like this is them really just gearing up because we're still at the tail end of this console. We're still bridging the gap. And I, I don't know. I think they're still working on the kinks of what they want for next console generation. That's true. Like what um, is the must feature for you in your mind for like a PS5? I can't think of it. Um, for me, just uh, up the stakes. I, that's where I'm kind of... Up kinda, the stakes. Yeah, no. <laughs> hey. Yoshida, up the stakes. Up the stakes. <laughs> My thing is, like, for me, console from one of the next okay if it has a better processor cell processor yeah obviously the games are going to be look, look better i want my games to sure. look better you know i want constant 1080 i want true hd well native 4k at this point and no, native 4k with the ps4 pro and all that that might be the standard going forward what do i want from it just more of the same really i'm not like <laughs> you don't you don't need to fucking blow my That's... dick off with crazy specs or some of the prospects of like um cloud game features or the stream only future or any of that stuff i mean i just kind of want better ui for streaming for myself for Mm -hmm. like twitch Mm -hmm. and just you know keep giving me that good playstation experience that i've been getting i think you i think you've struck the chord of what most like a mainstream audience their their wants which is give me the same thing but But better better or more my thing is, like, I'm not that big of, like, a Silicon Valley tech nerd to know, like, what I would really want from the under-the-hood right. right, moving right, right. forward. Like, I just know I want more great exclusives. Mm-hmm. I want more com- customizations. Uh, give me more stuff I can do with my music. Give me a better UI feed. Just give me things that I can use and make my own. Um, I don't know. What do you want from it? <laughs> Same thing? Fucking this do what you've been doing, mm-hmm. but better yeah you know i think you could really expand on the whole broadcasting aspect and just make make the options more granular but still user-friendly at the same time make me want to only stream on a playstation 5 essentially yeah that's an interesting approach make sony the must play console space for streaming games and then if you want to talk about streaming games and not broadcasting games Mm -hmm. that seems to be the discussion about all new tech and yeah. I don't know where this demand's coming from. We'll get into this because we have a lot of segments actually about fucking yeah. new streaming technologies. I, uh, but I, I don't know if that's necessarily my big push. Where mm-hmm. it's just like I want my device to be able to stream to my fucking uh, my phone and uh, the back of my daughter's head if I get bored. Uh, yeah, especially like, my shoes. Got to have it my on shoes. The go. Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't know where that's mm-hmm. coming from. But it seems like whoever solves that first is going to get the bragging rights. But 
I think more than that, whoever figures out how to make you want it the most yeah. is going to get the bragging rights. So it doesn't matter, like, you know, Google announced their bullshit a little while ago about, like, we're going to try to stream Odyssey mm-hmm. and hopefully nothing breaks. <laughs> Which I hear is pretty cool. Yeah, is it? I, yeah, I've heard good accounts of it so far. Really? Like, yeah. no no latency issues? No. There's always going to be latency issues when no, it comes to streaming. Like, you're not going to have 100% fidelity. Unless no, you're never going to get the fidelity. You're going to only get infidelity from these companies. So my thing is with this, I feel like uh, Mr. Yoshida just had to say something because of all the ruckus from Scarlet and Microsoft and them really pushing the envelope on like their next iteration. We so call it Scarlet? That's what the working name for it is. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of Sony, sir, I got more Sony for you. This week in, gamers get excited about patents for some reason like they always do. Okay. <laughs> New Surface at Sony filed a patent in 2016 for a process described as remastering by emulation. I do a lot of that every night. The short <laughs> <laughs> The short of this long technical document is that the tech will allow Sony to replace older assets with remastered audio and visuals on the fly. Makes it easier. Some prevailing theories say we've already seen this tech in action with remasters like Parappa the Rapper, which emulates the PSP version of the game, isn't that fun? And PS2 and PS4 games. Others say it may be one uh, one way Sony is looking at backward compatibility to the PS5. We're back on PS5 again. Interesting. Yeah, that's all that stuff would be signaled by that patent for me. Mm-hmm. I, I actually tend to agree. that I think we've already seen it happen, but it's such a behind-the-scenes, not glamorous thing. It's like, what, you're getting excited about a patent? It doesn't mean this, doesn't mean that, it doesn't mean PS1's coming to the fucking network tomorrow, yeah. you know? How do people find these things, by the way? Because I feel like people are blowing their load left and right over these patent leaks, and I, I rarely see this shit. I don't know. What does it require to have, like... So so the patent got published, or information on the patent got published in, like, Denmark or mm-hmm. some shit. Does it require somebody to get, like, excited locally over there about this who's in the know with patents? Like, just be like, yo, what? Sony, what? I need the fucking knock down Kotaku's door. Like, what? Well, they're probably selling the information to the state so they can get out of Denmark, finally. <laughs> <laughs> That's their hope. Like, this is gonna get me and my daughter out of here. <laughs> my daughter will always remember the term remastering by emulation <laughs> as being her salvation. That's how she'll know daddy loved her. Speaking of new tech, Daniel, the next quick hit we got on here is the Wall Street Journal's reporting that nintendo will release an updated switch model in 2019 y'all need to slow your roll apparently nintendo is debating on what to upgrade (laughs) they could potentially update the lower end lcd screen on the console to make it quote brighter thinner and more energy efficient end quote from wall street journal and uh we don't know anything about it in other words you know what i do know wall street journal makes you subscribe to articles where they don't know anything (laughs) That's yeah, I, I couldn't look at the original article. I was like, what the fuck? What is this banner that tells me to, to pay you money? Mm-hmm. The written words should be free. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you annoy me with advertising. What are you doing? <laughs> so, okay. I mean, this is not an unexpected move on Nintendo's part. They are quite known for doing re-releases of uh, established technology mm-hmm. the 3ds saw no less than 130 revisions <laughs> the 3ds the 3dxl the 2ds the 2dxl forever 3ds the is 3DXL. all the way double down. d like is <sighs> we're at one point it, i think it was like all right this one's a 2ds but if you look at it in the right light it's a 3ds yeah <laughs> so it makes sense to me i feel like there's some limitations out of the gate with mm-hmm. the switch one would be the on- onboard memory 
it sucks. 32 gigabytes uh, gets eaten up when you're, great. when you're releasing 50 indie games every Thursday. So <laughs> the other thing, yeah, I mean, the screen could probably use some bolstering, but mm-hmm. if it makes it thinner, I don't know if that's better. It's, it already seems precarious when I'm on the go. Imagine if that bad boy were thinner and it's just like, fuck, <laughs> smash it in half. Yeah, I feel like I have to be very delicate with yeah. it sometimes. But it would look good. It would. Yeah. I mean, it's not the bulkiest thing as it is right now. It's just kind of a bigger Vita. Right. It's a it's a bigger... Well, we like to call the Vita pre-switch architecture. Okay. Yeah. That's I, what I we call it in the industry. <laughs> Since, because Vita implies life and it has no more life in it, <laughs> we have to call it something else. Fair. Um, so this isn't a shock. We see yeah. companies do this. Um, PlayStation's done it with their PS4. There have been sure. different iterations. Sure, sure, sure. Like Your launch version is not going to be anywhere near where the PS4 or whatever console is going to be towards the end of its life cycle. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's going to have a better processor. They're going to do stuff for the specs. They're going to give it bigger memory. Of course we saw this coming. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not shocked. Um, I'm not either. I do need a compromise on the battery situation yeah you get better battery better living right there really like the fact that i can maybe get three hours most with this thing if i've charged it for the full 12 hours um i don't know i just feel like i should get more time on the go with it and i get that a lot of that is due to like the output like if that thing was streaming in a lower resolution the battery life would probably be longer but pushing it at 720 in handheld all the time sure it does a number on that battery yeah the, uh when the switch came out in 2017 right yeah it was march 2017 march 2017 okay yeah. so two years after launch like uh, that jives for a, a re-edition i don't think it's gonna be a super re-edition or no. you know remodel i think it really is just gonna be like oh yeah it's better in battery maybe it has a little mm-hmm. more memory Nothing to get. Maybe the Joy-Cons are a little more ergonomic. Listen, you know. nothing to get all fucking bows upset about. Okay? I'll let you have that one. You let me... That, that one, I was thinking about it, I was chewing through it, and it was just fucking careening in my skull. Now, <laughs> speaking of tech, Daniel, Microsoft has unleashed Project X Cloud. Gather your children. <laughs> Head for the nearest... <laughs> xcloud gonna give it to you (laughs) xcloud gonna give it to you oh evacuate your town (laughs) there's an xcloud coming to the fucking sky is the nuke option uh, available in fallout 76 yet i want to nuke this oh it would make the cloud bigger anyway it's a game streaming service that will let you play on any device including your mobile phone daniel's looking at one right now mm-hmm. they're beginning public trials in 2019 and intend to scale the service as a multi-year initiative microsoft is testing the service using wireless xbox controllers xbox one controllers but is also quote developing a new game specific touch input overlay that provides maximum response and a minimal footprint end quote what the fuck guys <laughs> Edit your shit that's before me. you release statements. I know I'm rather verbose sometimes, but that is that's what something. What in God's name? Anyway, the company has created data centers that replicate Xbox hardware so the players can stream anywhere. They're currently working to reduce latency problems network connections often present. Daniel, who who's want what? Am I am I out of touch on this one? Like I don't need I don't need to have fucking Witcher 3 on my phone, you know? It's just like Fuck, dude! I need. I, need <laughs> I got to end this on, the, on the go. <laughs> Shit, man! I'm the precipice of level thirty-six in Odyssey. <laughs> Fuck this meeting, dog! Pull out your phone. I'm playing an Xbox game. <laughs> 
like I guess it's cool and I guess that's the big push where everything's going and mm-hmm. but for me I feel like you're shooting yourself in the foot because if you get to a point where it's like okay well I can stream you know Xbox games anywhere why the fuck do I need your hardware I isn't that a concern at some point like Google doesn't have to worry about that kind of shit because they don't have hardware to sell your ass well is this a cloud service that is tethered to your console in any no, way in your I, account you just i don't know maybe your account maybe you're i don't i have no idea <laughs> i feel like you would need to initially own like an xbox one for this to happen do you think so i feel like it granted there's not enough Play anywhere like... dog <laughs> <laughs> but for, I, for xbox it's always been the integration of different um devices across their hardware mm-hmm. um i just feel like this is an extension of that you think it's all well i mean the 360 had some weird windows integration let me tell you what but that was how i streamed my music to the 360 when i was playing burnout revenge the best 360 game ever made your zoom had never gotten so much action yo my zoom was on fire (laughs) okay so what what does this say to you is it are they really just kind of playing Hmm. the testing ground against like um who was it amazon or was it Google? Google. Google? Google that said that they were going to try and move forward and have stream-only services for their games. There's other services as well, yeah. like Gakai and other weird names. Uh, for me, I, I feel like there's a big push toward it because there's a de- there's got to be a demand for it. You know, people want that convenience. They don't want to worry about architecture limitations or anything. You know, I think I think that's hard to explain to people. Where it's like, you know, maybe somebody who's on the outside is like, you know, this Assassin's Creed shit sounds great. Can I get them on my Kindle? And they're like, fuck no, loser. You got to spend four hundred dollars to enjoy the greatest AAA experience Ubisoft has yearly. <laughs> and you're like, oh. Mm, fuck that that doesn't sound good you know so i get it that you're solving for this kind of maybe this type of gamer i guess you think they're just trying to spread their net to even more casual gamer especially the mobile market i mean shit dude if it's accessible i mean that's how you well it's accessible my thing is like i feel like consoles aren't this alien thing to have in your house anymore i feel like the average household has at least one I, I honestly, so. yeah, at this point, or actually every household, they did a census back mm-hmm. in, uh, I think, 2014. Uh, nine out of 10 households have a PS2 somewhere. Somewhere. Could be in the closet, <laughs> could be hidden under fucking towels, and people are like, that's a DVD player. And you go, like, no, 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 no there's, there's, a, there's a logo. <laughs> <laughs> that's why people are buying it. And I imagine uh, the PS3, a lot of people have bought it as a Netflix machine, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> So I I want to see where it goes. I do. I, there's obviously some sort of want for it. There is. I think I don't know when you ever have the option to test technology and have a test bed for something like this. Why not do it? Like yeah. you said before, why not be that first major game company to try and do it? That's true. Because that's some major bragging rights. We're yeah. the first to uh, pioneer streaming, streaming across everything, everywhere. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. a that's a selling point. Do you think this is the next push towards like a digital only future though? Do you think like physical media in the next five years is going to be dead because of things like this? I'm going to give it, I won't say dead outright, but I do think that we are going to see more, more and more releases that are digital only. Okay. We're going to just see that happen. That's, that's always, you know, that's, that's kind of where it's all going, right? I mean, I feel like that makes sense for like publishers and developers. Cause then you cut out the, the middleman of a retailer, you get the more full of your profits mm-hmm. so for mm-hmm. developers and, and people like that it, it makes more sense to them but i don't know i always feel like there's going to be this market for physical media i feel like it's it's going to extend its stay for probably 15 to 20 more years yeah until we die out <laughs> yeah 
until our generation, precisely the 90s kids, mm. they need to go out the fucking door completely. Okay. And then the uh, the fucking Fortnite kids, mm. they want to be streaming to their eyeballs. They don't want the limitations of physical media whatsoever. Yeah. If That's... they if if you if they if you could, they would allow Epic to fucking just stream Fortnite straight into their little skulls, and then they can fucking like go to sleep and play Fortnite with their friends in their dreams, sir. They would agree to that. Us, me, and you would look at each other and be like, that's a Black Mirror episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where I feel like younger generations really ab- yeah. ab- embrace this cultural zeitgeist and every little thing that could happen where I'm, I'm still kind of nervous and reluctant about it because I, I don't know, I'm not like, I want to say I'm an old man, but I am set in my ways. Like, I like what I like and I feel like there is a comfort in physical games and I feel like, I don't know, especially with <sighs> latency and streaming capabilities, like, that's, it's such a hit or miss thing based on your region like not every place is gonna have the same latency so for me it's like i it's gonna be a given streaming is the future when you figure out latency and internet speeds mm-hmm. I, I say it all the time like if you figure out internet speeds you've solved a lot of problems for a lot of different companies for a lot of different applications solve that stop yeah. trying to stream shit to my fucking phone all the time figure out internet speeds us the us has one of the worst infrastructures in the goddamn world that's true what the hell man how is that not approached how hear, is that not being I hear approach? other countries have way better speeds for yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, like Japan out mm-hmm. there streaming RE7 to the Switch. They can't bring it over here because they're just like, yeah, you don't have dedicated yeah. internet like that, y'all. Yeah, this would flop here. Yeah, It'd it would be a waste f- of our time. It would flop because, like, you know, fucking Jack Baker is going to be transporting, like, through the game because of the lag. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of Capcom. <laughs> <laughs> Are we back for the Capcom Capcast? I don't know. This one didn't seem like it got a... Oh, yeah. No, you're right. I'm going to take you for a ride. That's right, everybody. It's the Capcom Capcast, the only official, unofficial Capcom podcast within another podcast that very few people know about. Today, I got two things on the docket for you, bro. Yeah, entirely. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We're going to call this the Capcom Cinematic Man. Mega Man and Monster Hunter are getting live action movies. Now, we knew about Monster Hunter, but now it's really, really official. Number one, Mega Man. Uh, so apparently Churnin Entertainment is funding the flick. Uh, a Mr. Henry Juiced and Ariel Shulman will direct their own script. They made uh, Nerve, Viral, Paranormal Activity 3 and 4, and holy shit, is this a horror movie about a little boy being turned into a bioorganic war machine? Oh, that would be so... A found footage horror movie about this <laughs> Mega Man. Yo, you just sold me on this idea that I didn't even know I needed. Why would you hire these 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 guys otherwise? Yeah. If you weren't intending to make this a little body horror, a little weird, maybe like he wakes up like very Robocopy, right? Yeah. He wakes up and he doesn't have like it's only a torso. He's like, what? <laughs> What's happening to me? And then Doctor Wiley comes out of nowhere. Be patient, my boy. Be patient. They confirm. <laughs> they confirmed Doctor Light actually. They confirm. Oh wait, wait, wait. Well, I mean that fits. That fits. Yeah. See, Dr. Dr. Light's his daddy, Dr. Wiley's his enemy. Yeah, the mad scientist. And Dr. Robotnik is from something else. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Doom? That's Marvel. (laughs) How many more doctors? Dr. Who is a lady. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Anywho, it's live action for some fucking reason. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I think you could have done like a cool like like uh into the Spider Verse, you know, like an animated Ooh, film yeah. off of, off of this, and really gotten the the art style down. But mm-hmm. now that it's live action, how are y'all gonna do that? 
A little you, tricky. It's a little tricky. What are you going to do? Like, everyone's a robot, man. It's not like you could just film, like, you know, you can't do it with Sonic and be like, we're just going to a small town and mm-hmm. fucking throwing Sonic in the middle of this, which I think is hilarious. Oh, my God. I can't wait for that. Oh, my God. Is that what it is? Like, it's just going to be Mega Man in fucking New York? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, now that you mentioned I would I think I'd prefer the Into yeah. the Spider-Verse approach. Give me something animated. Because, like, then you can even do different world sets that are more textured and styled for those enemies. And you can have, like, yeah. different animation styles, like, based off of, like, uh, Rockman or... I don't know their fucking. I think names. it's a little different than Proto-Man. they all have the same art. Like the whole fucking game. Yeah, is the I'm same just saying you could do versus, something like that versus what Into yeah. the Spider Verse is doing. Unless yeah. we're doing like a Mega Manathon, I don't think audiences would understand that at all. Okay. If it's okay. like you have Mega Man Volnet showing up and going like this one has hair. Well, people aren't going to understand a live action body horror <laughs> yeah. starring a little robot boy. They're they not would get that. No. They, that would connect. That would definitely connect. Yeah, for sure. No. It's connecting to me right now. Okay, well, anyway. I'm hardwired. The other one on here is Paranormal Monster Hunter. Paranormal Activity 3 and 4 weren't the good movies, by the way. Which, which one was a good one? Five. Uh, which one was the one in L.A.? With the, the Spanish family? Yeah, 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 yeah. that's five. That's five? Yeah. Yo, get these jackasses off of the production. Get that dude over here. And then we'll get a found footage body horror Mega Man. What the fuck? It Do all it makes right. sense. It all makes sense. Monster Hunter, on the other hand, we knew about this, but here's some details for you. We heard about it, what, months ago? And then months ago, nothing? Yeah. yeah, yeah, now something. Uh, Paul W.S. Anderson is writing and directing an adaptation that follows, quote, two heroes who come from different worlds to defeat a shared danger, the powerful, deadly, and magnificent monsters that inhabit the land. Along the way, viewers will make new discoveries and encounter familiar faces and beloved characters from the games, like the Admiral. The Admiral. Which one was the Admiral again? Uh, the main guy. The main guy, yeah, right? Not the handler. Right, 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 right. Yeah. If somebody doesn't mention the fucking Sapphire Star, I'm going to slap everybody that was <laughs> ah, involved in this film. Ah, the Sapphire Star is born. So, uh, Anderson's wife, Mila Jovovich, will play the monster that allowed her husband to make this fucking movie. <laughs> Devil Joe! <laughs> Devil Joe! Devil Jovovich! <laughs> um, what's your read on this, buddy, as somebody who has really enjoyed every single Resident Evil movie that ever was? Wow, um, <laughs> I, I can't wait for this high-octane adventure. I hope it's a real, a real dazzler. What do you what do you think they're gonna do with it? Do you think it's gonna be one of those situations like Kid in King Arthur's Court where these people get transplanted into this monster world, or are they gonna bring these monsters to the nah, city? Nah, dude, they 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 can't do monsters in the city. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. They're, they're, I think it's gonna be in the Monster Hunter world. Okay. Oh, not the game's name. Mm-hmm. I I don't. I don't care. I don't want this. This is what I'm trying to say. I don't fucking want... Nobody wants this. Nobody asked for this. Why are you doing this? This doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You could have done probably something cooler. Probably made some sort of serialized show based on it. Maybe do a little Monster Hunter anime. I don't know. Made something that fits the cultural kind of influences that this Japanese game has. Because it has all these idiosyncrasies. Like the little fucking roast roast thing that goes on little song the dun- mm-hmm. dun- 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 dun, and then you, you hit it in the right moment or the fact that your your friend is a fucking giant cat called a palico how does a movie a live action film capture these nuances without coming off like a world of warcraft oh we don't need another one of sorry those. warcraft just we warcraft. don't need that again that's what i'm saying i think experiences like um netflix's castlevania have really spoiled oh, us yeah. because like once we got that treatment we're like every show deserves better every i mean every video game adaptation deserves better we they deserve, deserve better. this we deserve better no i completely agree like a more anime stylized thing would fit this world yeah, especially the something. japanese meta texture of it yeah it would fit it perfectly 
I'm I don't know what this could do, but I don't care enough, so I'm just like fuck it up. Go ahead and just fucking tear into this. You already fucked up Resident Evil. You dishonored yourselves. <laughs> you think we're gonna have a la- live action like buffet scene? You know the cat with the the eye patch. If the they chef. don't if they don't do that, we already know not to watch it. Yeah. Like if they do do that, then maybe we should go see this fucking this uh, Paul. Why'd you do this Anderson film? I'll tell you what. Yeah. Full disclosure, guys. I don't want this. Kevin doesn't want this. Yeah, we don't want this. We don't want this. Capcom, we don't want this. I don't know if this, is it just because the game was such a critical and commercial success that they figured, why not? I think he was working on a script just because it's like, I don't know, he he lords himself as the uh, video game guy. I mean, he yeah. he has had the most successful video game adaptations of all time. That's true. Even mm-hmm. if they've been kind of like patchy. Even if they don't make like you know the same buku bang as like a marvel movie mm-hmm. uh the resident evil films make money and that's why they made six of those shitty movies it's true because people out there going like yeah fuck you yeah, i'm into the- whatever man yeah sh- mila's hot dude yeah yeah and it's like well okay <laughs> she shoots at zombies i can't believe they put her in this too though they put her in this too it reminds me of like the the megan fox factor with the michael bay movies where it's like she was gonna be in all those michael bay movies no matter what <laughs> <laughs> until until apparently she pissed him off or or something and she got like wrote out number three remember because it was just some random chick yeah part three but then they brought her back for the live action teenage mutant ninja turtles right right she was april o'neill really just uh mended some bridges there huh Hmm. maybe it's because michael bay didn't direct those films so he didn't have to pass her on set all the time yeah yeah makes sense see how much we care about your movie uh paul we don't we're talking about fucking michael bay movies It's been a year and a half since our one episode where we said video game movies suck, and yeah, yeah a year and a half later, they still suck. They so, still suck, dude. Uh, just make more games, Capcom. Best movie we got's not a movie. Castlevania's Netflix. Mm-hmm. Wait a second, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I got one more movie for you, buddy. One more movie. This is a quickie. Dance Dance Revolution is getting a movie about, and I am not kidding you, this is the actual synopsis, a world on the brink of destruction where the only hope is to unite through the universal language of dance. It's going to be Footloose. That's all we know. Is it Footloose? (laughs) It's exactly apocalyptic Footloose. (laughs) Okay, so first of all, I'm being told from many sources, I haven't seen it myself, Mm -hmm. we already have a Dance Dance Revolution movie called The F the fp yes and it's getting a sequel this year apparently yeah because you mentioned this to me and i was like didn't we already get a ddr movie you're like close yeah. but not really yeah no they couldn't call it ddr but it was essentially yeah the fp is exactly this film but okay whatever they're doing their own um what's happening is konami just like do they have some debts or something and they're just like yo what can we make ha- hey 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 hey! rogers still want to do that fucking dance dance movie that we laughed him out of the office yeah. about and like yeah roger yeah. roger still works for that movie company yeah <laughs> and there you go perfect cut the check dude <laughs> 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 that's how these things get made daniel uh, yeah no that's exactly how it happens unfortunately um th- this speaks to the um the freshman in high school or in me uh that once liked ddr i don't need a movie about it though right because i my fear is we're gonna get ddr1 we're gonna get ddr2 we're gonna get ddr <laughs> three ninjas we're gonna get ddr four fast four furious like it's not gonna end it's gonna be like the step it up movies right right right, right. i just want to point out that if we truly do live in a universe where we are legit getting a dance dance revolution film mm-hmm. and yet a bioshock film 
<laughs> was canceled, was fucking just thrown in the development hell. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be here anymore. I want to dance dance my way off this fucking plane of existence, Daniel. Okay. Well. Okay. I'll play some Sandstorm on your way out. Is that a is that a song it's from? It's a thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you got on here for me? Right, I got one little quick hit here, just because it's in the spirit of Halloween. Overwatch's third annual Halloween Terror event is now live. It's going to be live from October 9th to October thirty first. From Blizzard themselves. Uh, I think Jeff Kaplan wrote this. Terror returns. Defend the door at all costs. For the next three weeks, we're celebrating the scariest time of the year with a spine-tingling seasonal event. Overwatch's Halloween Terror. Expand your collection of seasonal items and relive the chilling tale of Junkenstein's Revenge, our action plays PvE event. The event promises new skins. We've seen some of them. Uh, I don't know if you saw the Slasher 76 skin. No. It's a good one. He's got like the Jason mask. It looks cool. Oh, does he? Yeah, it looks really cool. Yo, rough. I want that. Um, you want to play tonight? Uh, maybe a little bit, actually. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll uh, we got a Swamp Monster Doomfist. We got a Banshee Moira, Bride of Somberstein, and the Enchanted Armor. That's the one I want. Yeah. Enchanted Armor Pharaoh. She doesn't have a head. She gets to hold her head in her arms. She holds her head. It's great. I want that one. It's awesome. Because I'm a, I'm a Pharaoh main. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, fuck you. Yeah. That's, that's my catchphrase. Jeff, if you could code that into the game and make the voice actor say that for me, mm-hmm. you would really just be fulfilling a but lot of But it has to come out of the detached head. Nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not a normal voice line. <laughs> um, with the addition of these new characters in skins and sprays and all that, we're also getting uh, Drunken Signs Revenge again for the third year, but they're bringing two more <laughs> playable characters to it. Oh, so look out! You can add Tracer and Brigetta to the mix. Okay. So so we, we can't get something... something uh, how do I word this without hurting Jeff's feelings? Can we get something better than Junkenstein's Revenge? Jeff, Jeff, cover your ears. Cover your ears, Jeff. Like, can we get something else? Like that? It's not one of the better PVE modes that they've done. I mean, I think the thing is, it was the first PVE mode that they did, but they've since done it better with um, Uprising and the Blackwatch one. Like, I think those PVE. I know Blackwatch one was cool. Are way better. Yeah. How come I can't get that with like you know ghoulish things going on? Give me that. I don't want to... St- yeah, because it's, it's just so static. You sit on one end of the map and mm-hmm. you just take pot shots at things coming at you and, and sometimes you the boss a character comes out. You gotta defend a gate. Yeah. Fucking great. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I think the first year they did it, it was cool. When they did it the second year, I'm like, oh, cool. I'm glad this is back. Now as like a, you know, a three-year Overwatch fan, I yeah. kind of want something different with it. Um, a lifer. I want to... Yeah, I'm an Overwatch lifers, lifer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm interested to see how the other Halloween elements kind of leak into the game because they do like level tweaks too where I think it was Hollywood. They added like jack-o'-lanterns and like cool like spooky Halloween decorations throughout the level. Cool. That's kind of yeah, neat. I like that they do that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A lot but, of care in this game. A lot of care, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Jeff, way to go. As, as the sole contributor to all development of content, mm-hmm. uh, we just, we just, you know, we josh around a lot. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Jeff. <laughs> You really want to scare the kids? Put it on the Switch. Put it on the Switch, Chef, by yourself. <laughs> Just stuff it in there, man. Yep. Well, that's the last of my quick hits there. Let's get into the top news. I got some top news for you, Daniel. Top news. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love you sometimes. You get so much personality for this. All right. So, number one on the list. During New York Comic Con, Skybound Games announced it will finish The Walking Dead, the final season. In September, Telltale Games announced it was shutting down for good. They abruptly whittled down their 275-plus employee count to a skeleton crew of 25 to wrap up the company's obligations. But it became apparent that the remaining team's priorities would not encompass finishing the last two unreleased episodes of the final season. Telltale, or 
whoever's still minding the store, announced that they are working on a... Okay, they announced that they were working on a deal to pass on development duties to another studio. That studio is Skybound Games, an offshoot of Skybound Media, Walking Dead creator Robert Kirkman's company that manages the never-ending zombie brand. Skybound Games wrote on Twitter, quote, We're so happy to announce that we've reached a deal with Telltale Games that will allow Sky, uh, Skybound to continue The Walking Dead the final season. Exclamation mark. Let's wrap up Clem's story right. <laughs> End quote. Skybound said details are still to come, but they plan on working with members of the original Walking Dead development team to, quote, finish the story in a way the fans deserve. End quote. Oh, you want to burn it? You want a bonus Kirkman quote, boot? Give me it. Gotcha. Kirkman said at uh, NYCC, we can't lose Andrew Lincoln and Clementine in the same year. Danny, what are you feeling? Quick aside here, Skybound Games is relatively new, right? Uh, kind of, sort of, but they did uh, broker deals to do the uh, Overkill's Walking Dead game, which is still coming out. We okay. should fucking get that, because that's like a Left 4 Dead successor. Mm. And uh, they also, uh, I think, a few phone games and all that. So basically, they, they helped with that shit i don't know how much of a dev staff that they have on on their end yeah but skybound overall does manage the walking dead brand in yeah it's different formations it's his multimedia thing that he started in what like 2010 or 2012 something, something yeah, like that like after back. after walking dead really fucking like the comic itself not even like the show mm-hmm. like took off he started skybound okay and they're the ones that actually go to uh like comic-con and all that shit and have this huge fucking imprint okay yeah uh usually they share a space with image comics because obviously image publishes walking walking dead Mm -hmm. yeah um i mean my take is just kind of the same as it's been i don't really feel the need to see clementine's story out Uh to the end i think yeah it's it's great that kirkman is stepping in and he really wants to see this to the end and he wants to give the people who worked on the game last opportunity to finish the story because i'm sure amongst all the shittiness of the situation give them one good thing they can walk away with but like i don't know i just i don't need to see it I, I want to go back to like, oh, we're working with members of the original. We don't know what the capacity of that is. We and don't. obviously there was way more employees than those that worked in The Walking Dead. You know, mm-hmm. they had so many projects in the fire. There's no like th- this is not a situation that is a happy end to their fucking tragedy. You know, being let go without severance and all that shit. We're talking about just key members of, of The Walking Dead. What's going on? You Wasn't gonna... it announced, too, like, I think it was, like, this week that the remaining 25 of the skeleton crew had actually been laid off as well? Right. Thank you for bringing it up. So... Um, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> or at least a lot of them were, because one of them actually tweeted, like, yeah, hey, remember uh, how they're going to keep on 25 people? I was laid off today, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... So they are in a... Um, they're in the shitter. <laughs> so <laughs> Telltale. How... How is Skybound going to do this? Are they going to buy the assets? Are they going to buy the rest of the capital? Are they going to buy the engine? Because that's the only thing that Telltale really has to their name anymore, like their architecture and what they built. Yeah, I I really don't know the details of, of it. I mean, I, I would assume that it would mean that they would have to take over wherever the assets were left, and then hopefully they can hire on people that were actually working on the fucking game to tell them, how do we piece this together so we can finish it? So you want... 25 people to step back foot in the building that they were fired from abruptly from a company like, well we don't know that this last 25 had anything to do with the walking dead okay that's, it could that, have just been another thing. team yeah yeah it uh-huh. could have been another team it could have been select uh team members from each of the teams that they had working on the different property we don't know what this last 25 was okay but they essentially have to go after people that were probably already fired and already out there fucking just twirling in the wind thanks to the way that this company let them go 
that's if they even want to come back if they haven't been burned bad enough or have a bad taste in their mouth like you said before like a lot of these people might not want to even work in the games industry anymore after what happened. Yeah, pretty much. Let alone work on a property that they just got let go from. So, And, and could you imagine, it's like, oh, you know, Skybound knocks on your door and says like, hey, we, you have the expertise in this game. We want to actually hire you back on what I would only assume. And this is just me assuming and no factual basis whatsoever because mm-hmm. I don't know the nature of this deal. But what if they were to say like, oh, get, get you back on board on a con- contractual basis. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... It's, it's not a silver lining it's like it's 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 such a mixed situation like would you take that deal and be like well fuck dude I, i'm still out of a job thanks to the, what these fuckheads mm-hmm. did to me you know what if you had a family or some shit and it's like oh yeah cool i'm gonna get a couple of paychecks and finish these two episodes and then well i'm fucking back to square square a again i would be super reluctant to take a, a part-time contract for something right. like that especially after what happened to contract workers who right, were working on these right. projects i mean i would feel better that it's a different company yeah. entirely coming in and saying like hey we actually manage the fucking brands mm. we're okay we want your expertise to finish this shit i i, I mean why I, I don't know want, what i would say why do people want this so badly what do people want to see? People what? attach to characters, man. People attach to it, and they, they, they. I think what I've noticed, especially from this situation, is that they don't see through to the people that actually create mm-hmm. uh, these pieces of art, and it really just becomes its own thing. And then they attach their own ownership to it. Like I talk to any Fallout fan, and like you know, they'll tell you. Like, just talking to him, it just sounds like, oh, I know what direction the brand should go in. I don't think Bethesda's handling it. It's all, you know, it's it's mine, essentially, to a certain degree. You know, people have that about their shit. And well, that's the thing about consumerism and mm-hmm. entitlement. We feel like we own these products that we're being sold. Right, exactly. Um, I So I, I get it to a certain degree, but at the same time, I'm, I think we're both in the same boat. I don't need to see Clementine's story uh, wrapped up. You know, especially since I know that a lot of people that help me bring or help me actually experience the story are fucking out there just mm-hmm. writhing. They don't have a job. They don't have anything. Yeah. You know, they're they're, they're still recoiling from this. This lack of healthcare, no severance, and just having to figure out shit because <laughs> fucking their corporate overlord fucked them over. I grew up in a, a climate where pop culture was first for me. I took on the personality of characters I love. I latched to things. I found emotional resonance in things that I couldn't find in the real world. I connected with characters more than I had people. But being somebody who has aged past that mindset and is an adult now, I can't help but think about the people who have been affected. Like, I would have a guilty conscience playing this. And, like, I don't understand, like, how putting a little bow on this uh, franchise mm-hmm. is going to do anything. Like it's not going to do anything for me at all. So now I will say that like I, if they do release these final two episodes, I will pick up the entire season and play it because it's not just like, Oh, uh, finishing Clementine's story. It's an, it's a little morbid piece of video game history, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's something that has its own story underneath attached to it, and it will forever have that story of Telltale's dissemination attached to it. It's such an interesting, unique thing. Of course, I'm going to play it, but I also don't figure uh, not playing it is like some sort of protest about how uh, Telltale's employees were treated. Yeah, because a lot of these employees. I mean, look when they were talking about um, when Telltale is tweeting about how we're trying to broker a deal. Mm-hmm. Some former devs were actually like, "Thank you." finally because their hard work you know is being seen no, through I, I do imagine some of the staff does want to see this yeah. happen yeah i'm just on a weird and with it anyway myself because i don't know i haven't been invested in the last few walking dead games sure, anyway. sure. and yeah i 
I want to know that the money is going to be going back to the people who worked on it to some capacity. I want to know that they're getting anything back to them, you know? It's like, I don't know. I wonder if playing through it, like, you know, because I, I haven't played the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. I wonder if playing through the final season will have this extra layer of weight to it, knowing that it, it is a true uh, finale, not just for Clementine, but Telltale's last, you know? Man. That's going to be weird. I know a few people who have played through to the second episode and got to the end of that, and they're like, it ends on such a like a weird note that <laughs> like it feels like laid into what happened. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So We'll see what occurs. I'm sure uh, we'll, we'll keep you abreast of all the Telltale news, or, well, more specifically, Skybound at this point, uh, once they release it. So, number two on your Daniel, get you ready, man. Bust out your wands. Dust off your robes, wipe off your Ron slash Victor Crumb OOC fanfiction, and etch a fucking lightning bolt into your muggle skull! Protego. Looks like we might be getting a new Harry Potter game, bro. Yes. Yes. A Reddit user by the name of Vape This Bro, which (laughs) is by far the most magical part of this story, leaked a gameplay reel for an unannounced game set in the Harry Potter universe. Mr. This Bro reports that he nabbed the footage by participating in a mall focus group. What a cool fucking mall focus group. The video has since been removed by WB Interactive, suggesting its legitimacy. Vape This Bro says he certainly didn't make it. Retorting, quote, do you think a random internet stoner would have the skills and patience to create this video? Question mark. End quote. Wow. <laughs> Crack me up. <laughs> I love that we're talking about Harry Potter and vape this, bro. In one fell swoop. It's oh. awesome. Anyway. The title is set in the 19th century and stars a fifth-year protagonist joining Hogwarts. The game will feature some RPG elements, including the option to choose between eight different character classes and the fable-esque ability to make good and evil choices. Players will explore the school's halls as well as surrounding areas like Hogsmeade and the Forbidden Forest. There's an emphasis on third-person combat, and the game seems to feature a darker tone than most Harry Potter media. Literally, the video we watched had a fucking goblin getting impaled. On, like, it was a brutal. Spike. We were just like, uh, like I had to like had to stop the video and be like, "Is am I seeing?" Because it? it was fuzzy. It was like mm-hmm. a mirror. Is that right? Yeah. Is that impalement? You get impaled to the wall. Is that impalement in the HP universe? Anyway, <laughs> Eurogamer says sources in the know have confirmed the game is real and at least a year away from release. The Warner Brothers' own Avalanche Software is said to be developing. Company job postings and increased headcount indicate that the studio has been shoring up to tackle a AAA project for some time now. BBC reporter Lizo Mazimba shared fuck that one up, shared some <laughs> possible titles for the game, including Harry Potter Magic Awakened and Harry Potter Magic Forever. Not done. Other potential titles include Harry Potter from Magic with Love, <laughs> Harry Potter the Magic Johnson Story, Harry Potter Magic, magic, magic. Harry Potter, magic never sleeps. Magic Mike, Harry Potter. <laughs> I'm glad you had fun with that one. I'm glad you had fun writing that. That's great. Take me away, sir. You have more to say on this than I do. An, an additional note there, too, is um, I guess there was job posting in particular for somebody who had a knowledge of like 
English culture. Yeah, British culture. British culture and all that. Right. So that adds an interesting bent to right. it, too, which leads credence to that this is actually probably happening. Whovians need not apply, though. No. They said that in the list. No, super Whovians. <laughs> get the fuck out of wait here. Wait your turn. Yeah, Super Sherlock's, get out of here. Skybound will give you a treatment later. Just wait. <laughs> no, dude, I'm stoked because um, historically, Harry Potter games have gotten weird treatments. Um, I think EA did a lot of the games across, like, the Wii and Xbox 360 and uh, PS3 era. Those games were bad. Um, oh, yeah. We got... Because uh, we're all talking about them yeah, all the we, time. We got Harry Potter, the Lego Harry Potter games. I think it was years one through four and then five through seven. <laughs> That's a better treatment. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Avalanche Studios, they're not known for like super high fidelity games. So they did a Cars 3 game. Yeah. And um, all, uh, back in the day, they did Rampage Universal Tour, which okay. was a sequel to Rampage World Tour and features you going to other planets interesting that's what i got for you so then they're also known for their toys to life thing with like disney xfinity yeah they shit. they did that kind of thing okay. um which is where i kind of give them a little bit of faith because they have right, a, right. the ability to do open level type games and seamless kind of world building right so i, I don't know i think there, there's something to work off there um i think it's cool that another studio is getting a chance to do a Harry Potter game set in the universe, not necessarily like tied to Legos, uh, Legos or even Harry Potter himself. Cause it's set in the 19th century, which right. is like the 1800s, which is why for me, don't, don't call it Harry Potter, man. Yeah. Call it like something that's like recognizably Harry. Like, okay, WB, you have yeah. your own example. They made a Lord of the Rings game. That's not called Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Middle earth, mm-hmm. middle earth, shadow of Mordor. Like do, do that shit, man. We just fucking be like, uh, uh, the, uh, the Hogwarts horror. Maybe that's a little too. I mean, yeah, even with <laughs> um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, like it's not called Harry Potter. Fanta- no. no, it's its own identity and brand. I feel like they would need something to build off of it, but it might just be too unfamiliar from a um, commercial standpoint. Yeah, Harry maybe, Potter's a name maybe. that sells. I'm just, I just think it's unique to have a a game called Harry Potter, and it's like hundreds of years before he even and he doesn't even exist, exists. unless they're somehow going to tie him into it. Right, right, right. But, okay, so from I watched the footage. You watched the footage too, right? Yeah. It looks like it does kind of harken to that, um, uh, what would you call it? That Arkham-esque style mm-hmm. where it's not necessarily like super RPG, not a super action game, but it does have this kind of like, like blend. Like RPG elements, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I think it's cool that there's like leveling for your character. You can craft spells. You fucking... Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, craft potions, you could throw off spells. So they're going to be like a lot of really interesting like gameplay mechanics. My dude was blasting through doors and fucking killing goblins yeah. like they're orcs from the Middle Earth game. It was crazy. It was just like, we're just, we're just taking that mold, huh? Mm-hmm. Do it. I'm stoked Do to have it. a game that's not tied to the license of Harry Potter. Like, oh, I mean, it's tied to Harry Potter, but not the characters we know. Yeah. Like, throw me in the Forbidden Forest. Let me right. fuck up some trolls or some, like, you, um, some centaurs. When I thought about the time period, I was just like, oh, that fits. That fits really good. So you don't have to worry about, like, let me bust up my cell phone, Ma. Fuck magic. Yep. <laughs> I got streaming magic on my phone. <laughs> like, you know, I love that you solve for that right there, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay. Yeah, there is a sense of danger when you can't just, like, you know, call somebody or email somebody and be like i'm stuck in the forbidden fucking forest hey uh can you bring my port key i left it in the garage like you know there's none of that shit. <laughs> there's none of that shit so yeah i i, I like that i, I feel like there might be some tie-in of some of the characters because some of those characters are well over like a yeah. hundred years old so you might maybe see like a younger dumbledore uh maybe you'll see some of like the house ghosts mm-hmm. here and there well you know it was cool uh the first middle earth game because i don't 
not a lot of people like the second one, I guess. Uh, the first Middle Earth game had little bits of lore just like scattered throughout, kind of like collectibles uh. and mentioned like you know different Lord of the Rings uh, story elements. Mm-hmm. You can do the same thing here, where it's just like, yo, we meet a character that we maybe have heard about only in one of one of the many ramblings of J.K. Rowling that she posts either online or in the back of a napkin and calls it canon. It would be like, oh, wait a second, now I get to actually play this. <laughs> you know she you she knows she wrote Harry Potter on a napkin, right? Okay. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so that was either a really good gotcha. pull or you pulled that out of nowhere. Gotcha, it's all canon then. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm stuck. I know there's no date tied to it, but, like, let me pick my house. Let me fucking learn magic. Let me live in that world in a way that I want to. Ooh, yeah. that's a big thing, too. I wonder if the, like, you know it would be really cool if they make you take some sort of aptitude test in mm-hmm. the game, Fallout style, and then, like, figure out your house, and then you can be like, let me veto that shit. Fuck you, I'm not Hufflepuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I would want to know, like, within the game, maybe just like oh yeah uh wb it's linked to Pottermore. <laughs> i i mean there could be some crosslink features yeah. if it's coming out like next year what do you think about um potter going a little darker though i enjoyed the harry potter books most when they were at their darkest so Samesies. there's this turn in goblet of fire where shit gets really dark like, right it's even before cedric dies in like the final moments but like um, Order of the Phoenix, Half-Blood Prince, uh, Deathly Hallows. Those are my favorite of the books. Mm-hmm. They're dark. They're grim. They touch on stuff that is just really suspenseful and interesting for that world to have. And you get it as the kids kind of mature and like the veil gets lifted. They're like, wow, this world's actually as fucked up as we think it is. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I think it's cool. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I imagine the more you're tied to the school, the more festive and optimistic and cheery it'll be. But once you kind of like untether yourself from it and go out on your own probably into the forbidden forest or elsewhere in the world it's gonna get more grim (laughs) yeah i i think the series does kind of handle its darker elements pretty well like look look at fantastic beasts where it's like well they're chasing a murderer the entire time they are yeah uh i mean that that's the gist of that story but otherwise it still has that you know sense of fun sense of whimsy i don't want this game to like lose sight of that like understand what you're making it's a game about children with magic yeah like, don't don't go super grim dark with this fucking no. property i mean give me the whimsy and and lightheartedness between the character interactions uh, maybe shops along the way maybe contextual yeah. storytelling but give me the maturity and, and meaningful ways what's a yeah. must-have spell what's a must-have spell for this game um uh akio akio is must have um so a lot of mechanics lumos. based around grabbing shit and yeah all that? lumos okay. is very important for like gotcha. lighting your way through uh corridors it'd be interesting if you could unlock the three killing curses Oh, yeah? Like, for end-stage shit? Like, you want to fucking put down a troll immediately? Yo. I mean, you shouldn't be wasting killing curses on trolls, but, you know. What do you call that? The polymud juice? Poly... Polymorph juice? Polyjuice potion? Yeah, polyjuice potion. That would be cool if they brought that in and you do a little, uh... Like a side sneaking it. Yeah, it becomes, like, Hitman and Hogwarts (laughs) real quick. (laughs) That would be fucking sick. There's so much potential for this where it's like, we've been screaming for years where it's like, what... Why haven't you done a game like this? Mm. Why haven't you gotten there? But I, I do love that there is this push, especially in video games, to kind of like, we're going to use a license, mm. but this does not need to be tethered to like a movie mm. or another established story We because we want the, our developers to kind of run with it. I like that everyone's kind of spreading well, the word about that. I feel like that's a recent thing because... Early 2010s, 2000s, late 90s, like gaming, if you had a license, you were playing it to the scene. (laughs) That's true. Those Harry Potter (laughs) games play out scene by scene in some regards. (laughs) So, like, (laughs) I I feel like um, 
Middle Earth was the first signal flare of like, okay, let's take a property and do something different with it that isn't tied to like. No, I would go back to Batman for sure. Okay, Batman. Batman Arkham was like the first to be like, this is based on the comic universe, but it's not based on the specific comic. Okay. It's not based on the Dark Knight trilogy. We're not trying to make it about anything else. This is its own thing, and Spider Man followed suit many years later. I like that they're doing this. This is this is good shit. It's neat. I just you know wanna wanna be able to impale some goblins, dude. I wonder if there's going to be any uh, multiplayer components to it. Oh, yeah? You want to be stroking each other's wands online? <laughs> I want to stroke your wand, bro. Sick, Or at dude. least play Quidditch with you. Can I choose my fucking Patronus? I want to true. I want to be like a... It's just a shark. That would be your Patronus, a shark? Yeah, a flying okay. shark. That's fair. No, no, let me think about it. It would be a Velociraptor. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Velociraptor. Yo, that's actually really interesting. You It'd be see, really tight. You don't see too many dinosaurs in the... Uh... It'd be really tight. The Harry Potter world. Can I do one quick shout out to somebody that doesn't sponsor us? Sure. Fangamer. You can find them at fangamer.com. I saw this today. Released a goddamn Dino Crisis t-shirt. They have the love in their heart and they have the clarity of mind. Capcom. What the fuck, man? (laughs) What the fuck? It's time for the Dino Crisis. It's time for the Dino Crisis. It's time. Number three. This is a quick one we just added today, actually. Obsidian Entertainment, the RPG-centric developer behind Pillars of Eternity and Fallout New Vegas, may soon be a Microsoft-owned studio. Informed sources, uh, informed sources close to the unannounced deal say the acquisition is 90% in the bag and that, quote, it's a matter of when, not if, end quote. Formed in 2003, the independent studio operated as a work-for-hire company for many licensed projects including Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic 2, and South Park, The Stick of Truth. Uh, actually, at one point, they were even developing an RPG based on the Aliens universe called Aliens Crucible before Sega pulled the plug. Jason Schreier writes, quote, One compelling argument for the sale is that being owned by a company with deep pockets will offer Obsidian stability and resources the likes of which it has never had before, end quote. Kotaku reached Microsoft for comment and got back a, quote, We do not comment on rumors or speculation, end quote. <laughs> Obsidian spokesperson was far more badass and responded, quote, Unfortunately, we don't comment on rumors or speculation other than to say that the rumors album by Fleetwood Mac is it still holds up. That is the best quote end this quote, year from the industry. Holy shit. Bar none. That album does hold up. Oh, I like you, Obsidian. I They're like going their you. own way. I like I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm seeing is that a lot of people are getting fucking like excited about this. They're like, oh yeah, Xbox can get some badass games and first party. Mm-hmm. And for me, especially with the whole Telltale thing going down and actually reading Jason Schreier's own book, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, where he does an entire uh, piece about this studio and them uh, crowdsourcing uh, mm-hmm. Pillars of Eternity. They actually almost went fucking out of business before they made that decision and took on some other contract deal to make a world of tanks clone mm-hmm. didn't they end up raising like close to four million dollars via kickstarter for that project though yeah i believe that's something insane, something yeah. around there yeah they rose a incredible amount of money for that and its sequel yeah. um so for me when i hear these stories when i hear about their struggles when i hear about telltale when i hear about different things i wonder like okay i get the money part but like I've heard stories of like Bungie fighting for independence from Microsoft, mm-hmm. for instance, or Microsoft just kind of putzing around with a studio like it did with the, uh, I forget the, the name of them, but uh, the guys that did Fable, 
fucking cancel their latest fable project Lionhead. Lionhead. yeah okay. thank you i think that's what it's called yeah puts around with these guys and then finally just pulled the fucking plug on them and just everyone's jobless because you know microsoft wasn't happy with what they were doing or just didn't know what to do with them you know we got the same dicking around that happened with scalebound and thankfully platinum games was not owned by them but yeah. it was the same shit and i'm just like well what's what's different in everybody's minds what's what's different than what's been happening the last five years for microsoft that is going to suddenly change now that they're buying up studios like um ninja theory which actually upsets me uh because i feel like ninja theory made one of their best works hellblade when uh-huh. they were independent and now they belong to microsoft what the fuck so why is this a good deal <laughs> you know the money part sure that is the money part and i feel like people are just hopeful for uh obsidian bringing aboard like maybe new exclusivity that xbox didn't mm-hmm. have before bringing new ip because the games that they worked on before what fallout new vegas um stick of truth like they were brought on as like kind of hired developers for those yeah like those are an ips that they own so for them to maybe work on something from the ground up could be an interesting prospect and could maybe breathe new life into xbox catalog but maybe but i okay when it comes to studios on xbox's side i totally agree like yep obsidian would be a great candidate if you had to buy up a studio yeah in my mind i mean like they they've been around for years and years and they have a lot of expertise uh with pcs in fact that could be one of the reasons why they want to get more into the pc space and make that Mm -hmm. make sense for them or maybe they just want to stream on your fucking vape dude i don't know i mean maybe the x cloud whatever that thing is maybe they're working together with them on that yeah but you know it's just Bungie, for instance, had to be like, we'll give you fucking Halo if you let us go. <laughs> That's got to say something, though. That, that has to say something. Yeah, like, do you really want to get in bed with, like, I don't know. I, I, I wonder how Obsidian's doing behind the scenes as well, because, uh. you know, as we've learned this in recent weeks especially, it is a very volatile business mm-hmm. space, you know, this this market at least. And if you're having to continually, like, crowdsource your games, chances are you don't have that much of your own... Uh, like assets and, and revenue yeah you're not so. exactly liquid at that point you no. know because like you're you're very dependent on certain sources where when you look at a company like microsoft it's like well fuck cool funding will come through. they bleed assets yeah it's like it'll be fine you know and yeah stability maybe I, I just wonder like from their end like what does it mean i would love to like just kind of talk to a few people that aren't making these choices like leadership is mm-hmm. and just be like how do you feel about that you've been independent studio for years since 2000 and goddamn three mm-hmm. And now you're you're about to not be. What does that do? How does that feel? It's I mean it's interesting. It's I don't know. Imagine being an indie musician. You have your free creativity. You can do whatever you want. Then you get signed to a big major label. Oh, suddenly you have a contract deal. You're guaranteed X amount of money or um, royalties for merchandise or this mm. and that. There's more stability tied to that and maybe benefits that are also promised with it. It might be a very exciting prospect to people who have been with um, Obsidian since 2003 mm-hmm. and have really been working through the grid of it since then. All right. They tried working with Microsoft a couple of years back. I remember that. I think they were trying to make a launch title for yeah. the Xbox and that fucking fell through hard. Mm. Uh, and apparently that got really heated and a lot of people are surprised by this deal is happening. And apparently there's rumors of my, of Xbox going, doing something crazy game wise. And now it makes sense with Obsidian being brought into the fold. I don't know what that means. I heard that. Mm-hmm. On, I saw that on Twitter from Holly Green of Paste. I, I was, she was like, I'm not going to comment any more than that. And I was just like, huh, what, what could be so nutso? That, you know, only Obsidian could do. Okay. If they came at me and be like, Microsoft somehow brokered a deal for fucking New Vegas 2. 
Which that would make so many people happy, but that that doesn't make sense for what's happening. No, here. it doesn't <laughs> at all. What, what do you think they could be working on? Like, what sort of game do you think Microsoft could be positioning Obsidian for? Well, this studio shows an aptitude for RPGs, yeah. straight up. You know, even even making RPGs accessible to bigger audiences, like with Stick of Truth. Yeah, so. to take a South Park game and turn it into an RPG that was yeah. actually really fucking enjoyable because right. it's super turn based and tactical. Right. Like those fights are on a grid, but I'm enjoying myself when I play it. Right. So <laughs> if let's say I'm I'm Philly Spence mm-hmm. and I walked in there and I bought up Obsidian and I didn't put them in RPG on an RPG immediately, I should be fired. <laughs> I should be slapped straight in the face. Like if they told me like Obsidian, you're gonna make a shooter and be like, What the fuck, everyone? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? No, 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 no. Somebody wake up. They do RPGs, they like doing RPGs. What can you do to RPG? <laughs> I could see them doing an action RPG. Yeah, yeah. Which was what uh, Aliens Crucible was supposed to be. Oh, yeah? Oh, man. That I would have been a cool game. prospect. They released a bunch of art for that game because yeah. they were just like, it's canceled, so here you here go. It is. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It so fucking cool. They had like animal aliens, kind of like the Ooh. toy line back in the 90s. Oh, man. Obsidian got it. I, I feel like they could probably do what Sony did with Guerrilla Games from Killzone to Horizon Zero Dawn and really position the studio to do something big. Mm-hmm. They just have to play it right. <laughs> right. I I imagine it might be big. Mm-hmm. I hope it's big. I hope it's real cool, too. I hope it's not related to Alpha Protocol. They made that game. I know nothing about that series, but I know people don't care for it. I don't know if it's a series. Isn't <laughs> it just one? Oh, maybe. One and dead? Okay. You well, would know better than I would on that, I don't to be honest. Know. I never, never had any interest yeah. in playing it. What other studios do they have that they work closely with now that isn't like exclusive first party, like Microsoft House? That is an exclusive yeah. uh, first party. Uh, I'm not. How, how should I phrase this? A lot. What are, yeah. <laughs> is the answer. Because they have to work with third parties. They all do. The time. Yeah. Well, okay. Mm. So the way that Naughty Dog is considered a first party studio sure. for Sony, do they have like companies that they house like that under their umbrella? Oh, yeah. So, <sighs> well, they. Okay. What's funny is they bought Mojang uh-huh. for Minecraft, but they've kept that multi plat. Because I, I, I think they knew not to fuck up with that revenue right there. Okay. And that was, it was an expensive deal that they made. So I would not turn around and be like, oh yeah, Minecraft 2 is exclusive to Xbox. But fuck you. Yeah. Um, they also own, they just bought up Ninja Theory. And they bought up the Forza developer. What, what was it? Turn 10, I think their name is. So that would, that actually made sense. I don't, I thought they were always a fucking first party studio. Mm-hmm. So like for me, for you to say that, I'm like, yeah, that's of course, okay. you know what I'm saying? Like all you had to do is just like switch some business cards and be like, yeah, you're a Microsoft studio. Like it made, makes sense. But Ninja Theory, man, you remember that when they, they did that earlier in the year, bought up Ninja Theory after Hellblade kind of struck it big. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that one. I I hope that only means that they're going to leave Ninja Theory and actually Obsidian to kind of to their own devices, but just be like, hey, we got a fat stack of cash. Go fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Make us something great. We'll come in and check in every couple of months. I think Hellblade was such a success. Yeah. Because it, it was originally just for PlayStation and then it had a time deal where it came out for Xbox. This yeah, yeah. Year, right? I think it just came out on Xbox, yeah. didn't it? I feel like they would want Ninja Theory to do what they do best and that is be creative and make compelling games right compelling mix of action and story that is their fucking thing they just let them do that forever man don't don't be like oh yeah we're gonna make a fucking halo story suddenly come on come on god no but it seems like since we're at what is supposed to be the tail end of this generation Mm -hmm. we're really not gonna see the i guess maybe the 
the fruits of this labor of this harvest i guess mm. you could say until well whatever the next generation is the scarlet is essentially yeah because it takes a long time to get a game done right so i imagine they're only now just kind of spitballing ideas of what they want to work on so yeah probably not till 2020 2021 will we see anything right right <laughs> and i heard obsidian has some sort of obligation to 2k games for an rpg as well so I don't know if they are free of that, or they're going to continue to do that, or... I don't know. I could see Microsoft just buying them out of that contract. Be like, okay, 2K, I, here's a million. I would. Let them walk. I would, like, just fucking throw this trash away. 2K, what? <laughs> Get out of here. I mean, that, that's, that depends if 2K wanted to do that, because they could take a million off of a deal and potentially walk away from five million of a game that would have continued to sell. Yeah. So they have that money they do they have that money this is an interesting interesting week of news for all these um major console companies yeah they got a lot of shit going on yeah. a lot of stokes in the fire is that right do you stokes put a in the stoke fire. in the fire i do think it's still interesting that uh stoked that's why you say stoked you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you get heated you get stoked for you get heated you get stoked you build, up yeah, you, build yeah, yeah. Your, you flame for it i like it i do like that nintendo's still kind of beating to their own drum while you have like Microsoft and Sony on either side be like, cool, we're marching towards a stream-only future. Nintendo's like, we gotta get the screen right. <laughs> we gotta make sure it's thinner. <laughs> it's true. You be you, Nintendo, man. Keep on releasing indie games by the fucking truckload. <laughs> God. I don't want to know what their market looks like these days. I haven't looked at the eShop. I don't even know how to navigate through it anymore. I just kind of like... I hear if if it's loud enough the the rumble in the street for a certain game like the messenger is the rumble I'm hearing these days mm-hmm. then I go like let me go approach it but hunting through that eShop store no 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 yeah it took me so long to find Hollow Knight when it first came to the Switch like right me too it's so weird the way that they kind of designed their eShop like if you're gonna have like new hot like indie games or titles come out put them on the front page don't make me menu dive for them I know this isn't Hulu. Like, <laughs> come on, guys! Isn't Hulu like the only, only uh, streaming app that they have on the Switch? It is, yeah. Oh my god, I'm surprised it doesn't have Netflix. Like, didn't the Wii have Netflix? The Wii had Netflix. The Wii could barely do the original Wii. Yeah. Oh god. Netflix. You you saw some dude um uh basically put a a Wii unit. Well, he put a screen on an Altoids tin, and it is the internals of a Wii, and you can play full-fledged Wii games on this fucking Altoids tin. Yeah, you put this on our Twitter. Yeah, I did. It It was ridiculous. Yeah, I did. Oh, my God. That's how we know the end times are here. (laughs) They have arrived, (laughs) sir. We got a Dance Dance Revolution movie right around the corner. Fucking Devil Jovovich is out there making more live-action horror movies. Making fucking body horror Mega Man movies. It's going to be... This is something else. This feature, we're streaming shit, like, directly to our grandma's dentures it, it's nuts this makes me wish i was a wizard in the 19th century i wouldn't have to deal with any of this bullshit. oh man yeah things would be so simple like wizards don't have to worry about like what their favorite books are going to be adapted into next now they're not worried about that shit no not even they're worried about passing their owls Nah, dude their their video games are literally uh fucking up a goblin's day with magic <laughs> like that's his game for the day <laughs> And he, he plays it in moderation. He only kills about a hundred goblins it's at called, a time. It's called Gobstoppers. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. I like that a lot. All right, we've come to the end times, Daniel. Let's do it. You want to do some back-end housekeeping? Back-end housekeeping. Daniel, tell them about our Twitter. Oh, we have a great little Twitter. We built up a little, little nesting of followers, about 115. We're so happy that you guys join us there. I like um, you all. If you're listening for the first time, you can find us over at Save Room Show. We're sometimes funny. 
we have a bite. You want to follow us there? <laughs> yeah, have a bite. I'm not sure follow how. Follow us. I'm not what, sure that's what, how I want to stick. What was the call to action? <laughs> call to action. Make sure you eat and then follow us. Yeah. Got, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, and, we regurgitate a lot of news there. Sometimes we have our own quips. If you like horror stuff, we're doing like uh, 13 days of B horror games. We are. Yeah. Oh, sort of. Yeah. I I started early, <laughs> and then I just kind of update the thread at like midnight. Mm. <laughs> I got two games on there so far. Two games. Two ga- I've only added one because you really wanted to do B horror, yeah. and that's harder for me to march to. Yeah, yeah. Because I haven't played a lot. Not of good horror. B horror. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like Evil Dead, a fistful of boomstick. Mm. Yeah, that's a that's a classic. PS2 slash Xbox era classic. Pick, pick it up at your local flea market. <laughs> so you can find our tweets and uh, visual filth there. Where can you find us in the ear space? In the ear spaces, you can find us pretty much uh, goddamn everywhere. Our home is soundcloud.com slash the save room show. But you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Intunes, and something else. Not sure what, but a lot of places. We would also really, really appreciate if you were to go ahead and like, I don't know, leave a review, leave a rating, do what you need to. If you got this far, real cool of you, dude. Sorry for wasting your time, but if you were stuck in traffic, awesome. Yeah, just give us a quick like four or five star review. Yeah, man. Let us know how much you like our Spider-Man review right. about Spider-Man movies. Right. And remember, if you didn't like what you what you heard, the best way to let people know is to just go straight for that four star like you're not yeah. for this and then you just hit it okay if you're indifferent still four stars three stars that that hurts us guys three stars we don't know what yeah. to make of that we don't know what to make of that one at all no. yeah did you like it did you did you did you like one of us did you like two of us did you like the cat when she interrupted at yeah. some point we need to know either way i'm glad we can offer something for everybody true yeah and we can you can find us visually our 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 faces and our voices and a video game on twitch.tv <laughs> <laughs> that was good yeah uh twitch.tv slash the red herb is my jamboree and twitch.tv slash dungeons and daniels is mine fuck yeah we appreciate everyone who's been jumping into our chats we've been making new friends every week and we're gonna finish our re5 playthrough mm-hmm. wrap that shit up and then we're gonna go skip to seven is that what we're doing we're skipping to seven that's what i'm doing on friday i'm doing friday? i'm doing a speed run if you okay. want to meet me and do the battle of the mm-hmm. speed run again that was fun when we did that i don't know um, i i i am gonna stream part seven at some point okay. for halloween I, I thought about waiting until halloween day and just doing an all day fucking re7 stream that'd be awesome going nuts oh let us know on twitter if you want that at save room show <laughs> sounds great okay i think that's it daniel okay well until next time save roommates remember to save your game thanks guys did you kiss him? <laughs> yes, I did. Don't kiss the roommates. Oh, oops. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>